Hi, Christian Yordanov here. So a couple of days ago, I finally got my mercury amalgams taken out safely, according to the safe and accepted protocol that, you know, that whatever Worldwide Dentist Association has. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that in case, um, in case you've been thinking about doing it, just to give you kind of my experience. Um, so basically, I had to drive all the way from where I live to Lisbon uh, in the middle of Portugal and back. So it was a long day. I woke up before 6 a.m. and I think I was home just after 8 p.m. So it was, it was a pretty shitty day overall, a lot of driving and traffic. And I think the the Pope was visiting Lisbon. So there was also there was a truck that had sort of rolled over on the freeway. So a lot of things were kind of supposed to stress me out but overall i wasn't really stressed and um i had four amalgams to take out so the procedure i was very happy with the procedure in the clinic the they were very professional very courteous very nice and the way they do it is they basically uh they use this kind of rubber uh thing that stretches out over your mouth so there's a hole in it and they they put the tooth through that so the rest of your mouth is covered so any mercury vapor remnants of metals uh, while they drill don't you don't in- inhale them or you don't ingest them and they put a bit of gauze they, uh, over your nose and you have these goggles so i actually they, they they were they saw i was a little bit paranoid so they offered me another piece of gauze to put over my nose so like, yeah of course stick it on there uh, I'm I'm extra paranoid. It's, in fact, they're, so their protocol before they start doing the amalgams is they give you two capsules of charcoal. And I knew, they told me that the last time I was there that they're going to be giving me charcoal. So before they gave me the charcoal, I was loading up on zeolite, this GI detox supplement I had with me. Because, you know, you have to be paranoid about these things. I'd rather be too safe than, you know, willy-nilly in being inhaling freaking elemental mercury vapor you know that's it's one of the most toxic substances out there so so yeah and then they they make you rinse your mouth with chlorella which is a uh, supposedly a chelator so it chelates crap like metals in your mouth i'm not sure how well it works i'm sure it it, it works to an extent but um i believe the 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 protocol that they're following is is quite good um then when they, whilst they're drilling the the two um the doctor and her assistant they actually double masked so they were, were wearing two of those uh, face masks so I, I, i'm thinking to myself this is the only time i would ever approve of double masking any other time you're pretty much a moron doing that but you know no offense if you're a double masker I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not if you're listening to podcasts like this so uh they double masked and they wore a visor so if you saw these people out in the street you're thinking they're crazy but in this setting that was definitely a wise thing to do because jesus this um dentist she was telling me the day before she was doing she did four of these procedures so she's doing a lot of these procedures so um that's a an occupational hazard any way you look at it if it was me i would be jesus i would be taking glutathione nac constantly antioxidants i'd be you know detoxing sauna i'd be mega i'd probably honestly if, if i was doing that job 
or if I was her assistant, I'd freaking buy a gas mask, like an apocalypse-style gas mask, and I'd be wearing that to work for all these procedures because um, that's how paranoid I am, and that's why I believe uh, I've been able to detox my body and protect myself from toxins now because uh, over the last five years, I've done a lot of detoxes, and what spurred me on to actually do this procedure, and if you have... If you have like two or three or more mercury amalgams, I'd highly encourage you to consider investing in this because um, the research that I read on mercury amalgams is if you have between one and four amalgams uh, in your mouth, you are actually ingesting up to nine micrograms of mercury daily. Now, let me do a quick calculation. Nine micrograms times... 365 days a year. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is three point, almost 3.3 milligrams of mercury. Okay, so let's do 3.3 times 10. So over a decade, Jesus Christ almighty, that's 33 milligrams of mercury. Now that's one decade. Now let's do three decades. So that's uh, 99 milligrams of mercury. Now, I've had my amalgams, had them for almost three decades. I think I got them when I was eight or nine. It's either eight or nine or or when I was eight and when I was nine because I got four of them. And I, I clearly, clearly remember the circumstances after. So I know that's the age I got them. So almost three decades. Now, that's 100 milligrams of mercury. I'll tell you, if you ever... I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about the anthropomorphic qualities of minerals, but basically it's a kind of a, I don't want to say a theory, because when you say a theory, like people think that's BS, <clears throat> just like, you know, the theory of evolution or the theory of the Big Bang. But um, it's basically like a, a model where the minerals in your body, the predominant minerals uh, can, can to, a, to an extent, morph your personality. Now, <clears throat> simple examples are um, iron. Iron is a hard and brittle metal. And um, basically, people that are very iron overloaded would tend to be or can tend to be very easy to slight, kind of easy to anger kind of a brittle personality, right? And then, uh, for example, if you look at something like cadmium, it's a very, very hard toxic metal. A lot of uh, cops, um, uh, military personnel, women, in fact, women in uh, kind of executive higher power position, they often uh, have a lot of cadmium. And this helps to deal with the circumstances. It's like a tough sort of, uh, hardening uh, material. It's it's almost like an armor they create. You know, like think about a soldier, uh, and think about what a soldier is exposed to. You know, metals, lead from weapons, from um, you know, just that kind of the the whole environment of a soldier is very very. There's a lot of metals there. So this kind of the the theory goes is it allows you to deal with the the sort of difficult emotions of 
seeing people die or killing people and so on, you know, invading other people's lands and stuff like that, conflict. And then uh, calcium is another one where when we see very high calcium on a hair test, and we're talking very high, it's called um, calcium shell. And this is where the, the, the person's sense of self, ego is kind of fragile. They're a sensitive person. But this calcium shell, it's allowed them to, to basically to build a wall between them, their, their inner self and the, and the outer world in order to cope with the um, just difficulty, strife of life and stuff like that. And I've, I've, I've actually seen it on folks. I've ran this and it kind of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of things true in this. Maybe I'm, I'm seeing what I'm looking for, but I'm definitely seeing some, some uh, similarities in, in, in the people's personalities that I test and the uh, hair testing patterns. Uh, uh, aluminum. <clears throat> it, they call it the soft in the head metal and because it's a, it's a soft toxic metal and uh, folks with dementia alzheimer's have been seen to 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 have it elevated and you know that's <clears throat> those folks definitely have some some uh, qualities where you could say their their been their mental uh, acuity has been softened or dulled. Lead is a heavy and dull metal, low IQ in children, etc. And folks, um, and so, and so, for example, just to, to, to talk about the beneficial uh, 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 metal, selenium is a, a, a strong, flexible, shiny uh, mineral or element. And folks that are they have a, quite a lot of selenium, uh, they tend to be, you know, they have a sheen. In their personality, they're flexible. <clears throat> I've seen one study in autistic children where the children that had lower selenium levels were more prone to sort of this rigidity that sometimes is seen in in autistic uh, kids, where they don't want to switch from an activity to another activity. So uh, there's a lot of there. I, I believe there's a lot of truth to this. Now uh, with mer here's what I was getting at: mercury. Um, this is very interesting. Now, if you've ever seen mercury, how it actually behaves, it kind of clumps into like these balls, and it's very, <clears throat> it's very um, uh, almost unpredictable and like uh, volatile in how it moves. If you if you drop it, it just kind of splatters because it's like a liquid at room temperature. It just splatters all over the place. So it's a uh, interestingly they call it the Mad Hatter. Um, uh, uh, sort of metal. Basically, it makes the personality kooky or goofy or sort of volatile and predictable. And I believe, honest to God, honest to God, I believe that being exposed to this mercury from the age of eight to nine all my life, especially when I was small and young and, you know, um, just your you don't need as much protein when you're smaller and you're not you're not getting enough sort of these um, minerals and amino acids and and vitamins needed to detoxify the stuff so i believe a lot of the stuff i i it got it got in, inside me and got into my brain and nervous system and i believe i've always had i used to have lately not so much because i've been detoxing so hard but i used to have a very kind of always quite zany and kooky type of humor and personality. And um, I, be I honest to God believe the Mercury played a big role. It shaped my personality. Who I think I am 
literally was shaped by my environment, by my environmental exposures. And I believe this is the case in many things, including ADHD. There's genetic stuff, I believe, there as well. But ADHD, autism, um, so many, you know, even schizophrenia, they've shown in schizophrenia, depression, um, uh, even like things like violent behavior, aggression, heavy metals, toxic metals, they definitely play a role. And <clears throat> in fact, in in Alice in Wonderland, they talk about the Mad Hatter. That that sort of term, the Mad Hatter, comes from back in I think it was the I think the 18th century or the seven seventeen hundreds. The hatters, the guys that made felt hats, <clears throat> they used mercury for whatever process in the hat making. And people were noticing that o- over some years while doing this type of craft or <clears throat> profession, these guys would go bananas. They would go kooky. They would, so that, that's where the expression mad as a hatter comes from. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I believe, uh, there's a big role that these toxic metals and these elements just in general, minerals as well, trace elements, play a role. So being deficient in them or having an overload in some of them or an imbalance in certain ratios of them most certainly affects our, our metabolism, consciousness, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, just that that's a very interesting aspect of it. So I got these, uh, to be honest, today, <clears throat> the last couple of days, I kind of have been feeling quite crappy. I believe I'm not. I'm. I don't think it's because I ingested much or inhaled much of the the vapor because I had this tube that was sucking, um, sucking the air while they were drilling, and I don't think it's because I. I honestly believe I'm feeling a little bit crappy because I. I think they gave me like 14 or 15 injections. There was three in each tooth that had a an amalgam. And uh, then I got a couple of boosters, you know, we like to give boosters. So <laughs> so it was like 14 or 15, maybe even 16 injections of anesthesia that I got. So I think that's partly why I'm feeling kind of crappy. And um, just my, my mouth is still sore. I'm taking aspirin. So that kind of helped me sleep. I, I woke up in the middle of the night last night, just in sort of pain, couldn't fall back asleep. So I, I got up. I took, a, I think it was a gram of aspirin and uh, so five grams of glycine, the amino acid, and two, uh, a gram of GABA, the inhibitory amino acid. And then I, I put a bunch of sublingual melatonin, maybe about 10 milligrams. So I put that under my tongue and I went back to sleep and I fell asleep. I slept another five hours. So that's a, some, if you wake up at night, that's a, Something you could do, you know, the GABA, glycine, these are inhibitory amino acids and obviously melatonin, everybody knows, is the sleep-inducing hormone or one of them. So, yeah, I've been feeling kind of crappy. But anyway, um, I just wanted to... to I, I, I'm feeling crappy now, but I, I believe at the very least I'm going to get a placebo effect from this procedure. I believe, uh, you know ingesting 99 milligrams up to 99 milligrams of mercury over the last three decades stopping this uh source of toxic exposure 
it means my I will have more of my body's resources to to deal with other other exposures or other that that energy and those nutrients are going to go in other areas of the body where there uh, can be used right so the regeneration uh you know detoxifying other compounds i've, I've been exposed to or, or am continuing to get exposed to so i believe the placebo effect <clears throat> at the very least i will feel something for for the next while and i i would not be surprised in fact i'm quite again this is, could be again me placeboing myself but you know what the power of the mind is huge placebo is something like up to 40% of the success of uh, uh, clinical trials can be attributed to placebo, literally 40, up to 40%. So it's huge. So the more you placebo yourself, the, the better, you know, the better you will feel because the power of the mind and the, because the, the mind and the body are so connected, they're one, the power of the mind is huge. So it, and likewise, nocebo and stress can re- literally kill you. So I believe just getting these things out will have a lot of. So the, and the reason I'm sharing this with you is in case you have uh, a couple of amalgams, uh, I would highly recommend looking into a biological dentist and getting these out. Uh, you know, as soon as you can, you can, you can get it done because it can only have benefits. You know what I mean? Long term. Um, I, I, I'm confident that I'm going to feel, uh, if I don't feel them, but at least I will have benefits longer term. And, uh, actually I had, I have one client I'm working with at the moment. Um, she had, um, some of her amalgams taken out, not according to the, the safe protocol. So, um, you know, I would, I wouldn't mess with this kind of thing. I would absolutely recommend going to a dentist that understands this stuff and um, will keep you safe and themselves safe because it's dangerous, dangerous procedure. Um, you know, please, please heed that warning. And, and there's, especially in the States, there's plenty of biological dentists. I, I couldn't really find many in Portugal. It's basically the only one I could find was in Lisbon. So that's why I had to drive three hours back and forth just to get a, you know, this procedure done. And I, I definitely do it again. And the investment it was more than a thousand euro. But uh, after talking to some friends uh, of mine yesterday from the states, they said that Jesus, like in the states, it could cost you five, ten thousand to get this done. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I'm actually, I got a pretty damn good deal. So yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Oh, I, one last thing, I, I kind of, uh, I, I did mention this a few months ago, but. Um, a few months ago, we went to a homeopath and he does this kind of bioresonance testing and stuff like that. So he, without me, me telling him, he knew that I had more than one metal in my mouth. And to, to, make, a, to make a short story long, basically, I got these two implants in February, which is because of some you know, poor lifestyle choices in my, when I was younger. So basically I got two titanium implants in February. Now what he told me is that when you have two two or more metals, basically when you have two metals in close proximity to each other, it starts to act in a sense like a battery. And what that means is 
you have an electron flow from one metal to the other. And what happens then, <coughs> excuse me, is the harder metal will start to dissolve the softer metal. So the titanium is harder, obviously. Mercury is a very soft metal. So he said, damn, like, and he very, he's like 81-year-old German dude, very cool, just amazing, super healthy looking. His skin was freaking perfect. Like, there's people like a third of his age that don't look as healthy as him, you know? So I was taking what he was saying seriously. And he's like, you know, you have a lot of this circulating. And so basically since we saw him, which was maybe, I'm guessing March this year, so four or five months ago. So when he told me that, I basically literally that day I got home and I, I have a bunch of supplements here for detox support. So I started um, taking a shitload of selenium, which can directly chelate mercury, N-acetylcysteine and glycine, which I've talked about before. These are the precursors to the master cellular antioxidant glutathione. So I started taking these and uh, in rather large quantities for a few months. And I was doing other stuff, um, DMSO, dimethyl sulfoxide, which is, um, it's long, long. I, I've done an episode about that last year, so you can you can listen to that one. It's a pretty amazing substance. It also converts into MSM in the body, methyl sulfonomethane, which is another sulfur-containing compound like cysteine NAC so that that helps with detoxification so I was really upping the um, the detox protocols because un until I get until I, I I said to myself I'm gonna have to get this procedure this extraction of these amalgams done super fast as soon as I humanly can because it, it I know it will affect me long term or if it doesn't affect me it will at least keep me from being my optimal thriving self. And um, so I said to myself, until then, I just have to not nocebo myself and I have to really up my detox capacity. So that's what I did. In fact, I was taking, at one point I was taking so much NAC that I could smell it um, in my poop when I was pooping, which means your body, you're getting so much of it that your body's like, well, it's coming into the gut and the body knows it has enough or more than enough, so it's like uh, just just poop this out. <laughs> we don't we're not even gonna ingest this stuff. Just just keep it going. Let it through. Let it through. So uh, obviously, I don't recommend that to my clients or to anyone listening. Um, you have to really you have to be smart about this stuff. But in my case, I I don't mind doing extra ex experimentation on myself. I've done some pretty crazy stuff um, before. So I was really upping my detox capacities, and I honestly, to be honest. I was feeling pretty damn good over the last few months. I believe because whatever whatever negative effects this this was having on me, I upped my detox capacity. Also, because I was I was um, creating my detox workshop course, I was reading all about this stuff. So I was extra paranoid about all the different toxins that we're exposed to. So I was like really cleaning up uh, even more the diet, the environment, everything in the house here. So I, I I started feeling really good. So whatever I did detox-wise, I upped my capacity so much. It was probably dealing with the mercury splendidly. 
and it was removing a lot of other toxins I have in my tissues like everybody else. So um, my, my, my point, I suppose, my, the takeaway there for you is if you do have these um, amalgams and you are kind of waiting or you're going to start looking into a biological dentist and stuff like that, in the meantime, especially if you feel like your brain function is not too great or your fatigue uh, or you have fatigue or you're not sleeping well or, um, you know, I don't know. You have to kind of look into the the symptoms of uh, mercury toxicity. The acute toxicity actually is very close to se- kind of severe autism in with mercury. Um, but chronic low-grade exposure to mercury has quite non-specific things um, that can be attributed to a lot of other stuff, but uh, pretty much a lot of problems can can happen from racing thoughts, uh, irritation, easy to agitate, crankiness, to a lot of other stuff, you know, headaches. And so, point being is, if you have amalgams, and you, especially if you have, if you're not feeling great in some way, shape, or form, I would definitely look into upping your detox support and actually i'm gonna i'm gonna leave a link down below to to there's a a page on my website um on some of the supplements that i use and recommend so i've kind of vetted hundreds of supplements over the years now spent hundreds of hours on this uh researching and and just finding the pretty much the the best for the price with kind of the cleanest in- ingredients for the most part sometimes you can't you can't really avoid some of the excipients and they they can only <clears throat> basically if your gut is is in decent shape they shouldn't be really a problem um and you can always go for the powdered versions of things if 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 you want an even purer product let's say if it's if it's cysteine or nac rather or glycine you can get them in capsules because they're convenient but actually, if you get it in powder, like I do, it's not only cheaper, but it's 100% pure, or, or it should be at least. Um, so there's benefits to that, but it's a little bit more hassle. You have to you know, mix it with water. And actually, NAC tastes horrible. So for I don't recommend it for most, most of my clients because, um, you know, I, I save the hardcore stuff for the hardcore people. <laughs> if you're a, a mom with two kids or, you know... Uh, have a job driving around all day um, uh, for for your business or for your work. You don't have time to be mixing things and whatever else. You want to, you know, knock back a few capsules and that's continue on with your day. So, um, you you know, it's all up to yourself. But um, definitely upping with mercury, I would personally, what I did, like I I told you already, is upping the NAC, the glycine, the... um, I was taking MSM and DMSO, which, you know, you probably don't need to go that crazy. I was doing it for other purposes as well. Also, I like to do a lot of research and experimentation on these things. So they, then I know I know what I can, um, I, I know what I'm talking about when I'm recommending things, what people can expect. But definitely selenium, selenium, um, B vitamins are important. Just you have to support your energy metabolism in general. Because it indirect, indirectly, it directly and indirectly supports everything else in the body. So if you have no energy, you might have all the substrates needed for detoxification, like amino acids. You might have the, the minerals and stuff. But if you don't have the energy, 
you know, you can't actually do anything with those materials. It's like having all the bricks and cement and concrete and wood for your house, but you have no, you have no workers to to build the damn thing. So, um, yeah, just to reiterate, NAC definitely would be my my main one for for boosting the toxification. But you have to be careful with it as well, not to take not take too much. And some people shouldn't be taking it. You you have to know when to take it, what what when not to take it. Um, but glycine is another one. Uh, zinc actually very good. Calcium, magnesium, basically all the all the main things that you need on a daily basis. B vitamins. Uh, so this is this would be my my protocol along with a good diet. You know, along with very clean water and. If you can throw in some sauna, you know, two, at least two, three times a week for 20 to 30 minutes, but more is always good. It all depends on how much detox support you need. So that, that would be my tips in case, you know, you're, you have amalgams um, and you're waiting to, to get them extracted or, you, or you, you don't plan on getting them extracted. You never thought about it. Uh, at the very least, I believe if you, if you do have amalgams, it means you're every time you, you're drinking hot liquids, you're chewing food, um, you know, you're getting a little bit of that, unfortunately. It's, it, they've done studies, like if you drink hot drinks, chewing food, like actually this is one of the reasons I stopped chewing gum is when I found out chewing gum is a great way to, ingest more of the mercury in your amalgam so i was like ah jesus christ i was chewing gum for probably for two decades i I used to love chewing gum and i I recently found in these organic stores here some non-aspartame non-garbage chewing gum so i was i was chewing a lot of that i was like oh jesus christ i stopped chewing gum now but anyway uh you know you quickly unlearn these habits so uh that would be my 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 sort of experience with getting the amalgams removed I, I again it's not a fun procedure i knew it was going to be a shit day and it was a kind of a shitty day for uh i guess 14 hours out of home driving for at least half of that waiting around getting stuck with needles in my mouth um, being in an uncomfortable chair getting drilled <laughs> being exposed to mercury around me um but i'm very happy that i finally did it after three decades of this stuff and remember like just i mean i know there's not there's not a lot of dentists that do this now but um if you're ever for your kids or for yourself if you ever need to get amalgams or or, uh, fillings just please make sure that they're not just ask before before you get the procedure done to make sure that they're using some whatever whatever the new i'm sure that the new stuff isn't super non-toxic but um, you know, mercury—we know—is one of the most toxic substances on Earth. So, at least avoid that if you can. So, that's all I want to say on the topic. Thank you for tuning in, Christian Yordanov. Signing off.